Welcome to the MWCI Podcast. Uh, my name is Addison Combs. I'll be your host today. And I'm sitting down with Eric Torset, a carpenter's instructor out of the North Puget Sound. How's it going, Eric? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. I want to talk to you um, today about uh, about our total station classes and kind of get uh, a little bit of a history about uh, total station with the history of layout, uh, going to the, the two-man guns and then the, the current robotic total station uh, that we're working with now. Um, so I guess, give me give me a little bit of a background on what what kind of historical historical tools were we working with back in the day? Well, layout in squaring things up has come from as far back as Egypt, right? And they're using um, tools then that are not that far off from what we're using today to just basically get square and plumb and level. It has evolved over the centuries, of course, from astronomical and, and celestial sextons and stuff using those tools to uh, what we use uh, like a transit or a theodolite yeah. um, would be the Lewis and Clark uh, expeditions and uh, laying out the, the Northwest and stuff. Today, in my in my experience in the field, I was, I was lucky to be able to be using a theodolite a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was before the total station hit the scene. It was The total station is really, if you want to think about something like what surveyors are using out on the road, you may see this, it cones around a, um, an instrument out there. And it has found its way into the construction industry because of uh, how quick it is, um, how accurate it is. It's just more user-friendly. They, they've obviously, with technology and, and the evolution of it, they, they just keep creating better uh, applications for it. Yeah, so I don't think we need to go all the way back to Egypt and talk about uh, <laughs> rope with knots in it. I think that's a pretty solid concept, but um, what is a theodolite and how, how does someone use that? <clears throat> a theodolite is uh, an instrument. It sets up on a set of legs, just like a, a builder's level or something, and the difference between that and a builder's level is that it has to be set up over a known point. And from that known point is how we calculate or triangulate our layout or our, our new points. Um, so the setup of the theodolite is very important that you are plumb over your point because all your calculations aren't going to make any sense if you're not. I mean, right. I, we stress that a lot in that class is the setup of the instrument. The, the theodolite works off of a backside or a control and that, that creates a control line and then it turns on a vernier scale which is basically 360 degree disc that tells you degrees, minutes, and seconds or angle of your triangle at triangulation. The difference with that is you physically have to pull the distance from your known point right. to the new point. It will give you line of sight with that uh, triangulation or that degrees, minutes, and seconds. Uh, the, the difficulty with that is you, you physically have to pull the measurement with a tape yeah. measure. So basically you're setting up your control line, calibrating your instrument, making sure you're on the right point, and then manually uh, setting that degree and then pulling out physically your, uh, your, your measurement there, right? Yes, for your known point, yeah. Cool, so that's the theodolite. And then, um, so the newer technology, not, not, not the newest, but the newer one is the, um, the two-man gun with a total station, right? Yeah, and, and the difference there is it has what's called an EDM or an electronic distance meter, um, and that shoots a laser to what is called a prism. Mm-hmm. And so you have the shooter, that's the one man, and then the second man would be your rod guy who's, who's uh, actually using the prism. The EDM shoots that light and it comes back to the, uh, the instrument, and it just like radar 
or sonar or something, it tells it its distance. So right. it eliminates the tape measure. So with the with the two man gun, are you still the same basic concepts? So if you've got your your starting line and your starting point, and then you're measuring out your angle. And exactly. Then... Everything works off of a control line. We yeah. have to have a beginning point, and from there we can triangulate anything in a right angle um, yeah. triangle. Uh, getting a hypotenuse, if you want to speak in trigonometry or in construction, uh, we use what's called a diagonal on a on a triangle. And then the the newest um, the newest development in this is the robotic total station, right? So what's the difference there? The difference there is that is a one man operation. You're set up with a tablet, a prism, and the robot actually grabs a hold of that prism and it's constantly locked on it. And on your tablet, you have your building layout, if you will. And you select points on the tablet and it tells you where to move. So as you're moving, that instrument's constantly following you and telling you how far away from your point you are. All the way up to your quarter inch off, move left a quarter, move forward a half until you're locked on. And then you would just stake the point there. Uh, super fast. Um, we talk about um, data collectors for both those two-man guns and the newer instruments just um programming uh for the the new stuff is just it's quick it's cleaner it's it's more user-friendly and then i guess going back to the to the setup with the the robotic turtle stations you're going to set up your instrument on that same point with your with your control line and then pretty much leave that instrument alone right and then take your yeah. prism and go out and and all of your yeah, there. and I mean, they, they've advanced it. Everything works on a different channel, a different network, and stuff. You can have multiple instruments on a job and uh, setting them on different radio frequencies, if you know, just to say it in a layman's term. And that way, they're not trying to hook up with other uh, prisms or yeah. other instruments on the job. They have to be initially set up on that known point and control. There are things called resections or collecting other known points. If anybody's familiar with how layout works or has survey uh, show up on a job, there may be just some stickers up on a column. So survey is left and they've come back three days later and everything they laid out then has been built up on. They have nothing to set up on. Mm -hmm. They've already collected these other points and then they do what's called a resection off of that. And then it tells the instrument on your layout where you've set up that day. It's it's amazing what they can do. Yeah, that would that would take a lot more uh, thinking and a lot more math and scribbling for the fiatale, huh? Yeah, it's it, it can be done. It's it's difficult, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's trying to reset the instrument, and right. because not all layout happens in one day, and as the job progresses, um, it's it's far easier to set up a couple targets higher up. I mean, you could be on a building, a 40-story building next to your project shooting down and do all your layout from there just because you'll never have anything in your way and you'll have clean line of sight to all your layout. So there's there's opportunities there that, that, that come with the computing power of the total station that you don't have with the theodolite or, you know, some of the older transits. Awesome. So now I want to switch gears and talk a bit about our curriculum. I know um, we cover uh, all of this uh, this layout in our apprentice curriculum, and then we also have some continuing ed. So let's start with the apprentices. Um, what are they learning in their in their class about this? So uh, their fifth week, they go through their first print reading class, and in that class, we like to introduce the builder's level and the theodolite. Mm -hmm. So they'll get some triangulation and some layout and the math that comes with that in that first print reading class. 
Then they'll come back, I think week 14 or something through their apprenticeship. They take what is called our advanced blueprint class. And that focuses more on the new stuff, the total stations that are out there. And, uh, and we, we work with the robots here in, in North Puget Sound. And um, we are fortunate to have the instruments that we have. We've spent some money on them, uh, but it's the new stuff. It's what everybody's using out there. Awesome. So, the, so they get that, that base where they can work with the theodolite. And then if, I guess if the machine goes haywire, if they have to verify those numbers, they, they know the basics and they can go um, from step one and, and uh, work with the theodolite with the actual measuring and laying out. Um, but then we, uh, further on in the curriculum, we, we show them all the new technology, right? Right, exactly. And, and we stress that just as much as setting up the instrument correctly. Not everything is perfect out there. We understand that. And so you find yourself, this isn't laying out properly. What, what's wrong? Maybe you're not set up on that correct spot or maybe you have a bad control line to begin with. We go over the math and understanding how to create arc scribes as if you would if you didn't even have an instrument and be able to pull control to, to if nothing else, to check the work that you've just laid out. Mm-hmm. And if it's all, that's what I love about math so much because it always works out. You can, you can do it in reverse and come back um, and double check your stuff. And I can't stress enough of the math of it because that's the knowledge behind it. When you start, <coughs> excuse me. When you start dealing with the newer instruments, it's monkey pushing buttons. I can have you come in. <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. And I can teach you how to program it, and I can send you out in the shop, and you could lay it out real quick. But if you got in trouble in the field, you wouldn't know why it was not working or um, what you would need to do to, to correct it. And that's something else where uh, a lot of that math is really, you need that as a, as a carpenter. And then if you're in a trigonometry class in high school, you might feel like, oh, like what am I, what am I doing here? Why am I learning this? Where, what is this going to apply to? But if you're out there actually laying it out with a theodolite, and then you're saying, okay, here's this this theorem that I'm learning in the textbook, and then here's exactly <coughs> how I'm going to use that uh, on the job site. So that really, I think, it sinks in more. Huh? It does. It, it totally does. I mean, we we have carpenters today that what do I need this for when they're in high school? The algebras, the trigonometries. It just seems like redundant math, right? Mm-hmm. But when you can put it in an applied sense to their career and why it would make sense that they would retain some of that information, it's it's kind of cool to watch the light come on with the students and, and them get eager about learning more. Oh, give me a little bit more of that. I see how that works. And then they, you know, it's, that's the rewarding part of my job is that they want that knowledge. And um, so with that, it just makes you a better carpenter with or without an instrument. Trying to figure out the, the length of a brace right? If I'm going to brace up a, a foundation wall, 45 degrees is the perfect uh, length on a or degree angle for a brace. Same height, same distance away gives you a perfect 45 degree. And I mean, that's just simple triangle math. Um, and once they start seeing that, that's like, oh, well, you know, that makes sense. And that would work in my career. Yeah, definitely. And then so we kind of, we give them those fundamentals they can use anywhere and then with any technology. And then uh, later on, we're showing them those the robotic total stations. What uh, what are we showing them with the total stations? The curriculum for that is uh, we work heavy with the, the polygons, the trigonometries, and understanding how to dissect uh, the length of a side of a polygon given octagon, you know, um, pentagon, whatever it is. Um, and being able to dissect that, figuring out arc lengths, uh, 
how to dissect a, a circle and with multiple points within that circle. Um, so that's where that math comes in very key. So we take that one or two days that we focus on that math and then we apply it to an actual layout that has building points and then it has an octagon in it and a circle layout with an arc radius. So it's, it's the math we learn and then how we apply it. We program that and then we go out and we actually lay it out in the shop floor and, uh, and work with the instrument mm -hmm. and then setting up the instrument. Like I say, we, we spend a, quite a bit of time on focusing on how to do that, getting that perfect. And then it's, then the fun starts. Then, you know, they're out there actually playing with the instrument. So, yeah. So they get that great hands-on experience. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, uh, transitioning to our continuing end classes, um, we have right now total station one and two, and then we're working on total station three. Um, walk me through those classes. What, what do we cover <clears throat> in total station one and two? So Total Station 1 would be like the apprenticeship class where we focus on the math, right? And this is for journeymen that want to come back and upgrade. I've had apprentices that weren't even at that level of their apprenticeship that are taking those classes. Um, it's ambition. As much as you want to learn, you can get that from us here. And we want to, we want to get uh, knowledge carpenters out there. So um, we work the same math. It's basically the same layout. Um, the The... TS2 would be the second 20 hours of that 40-hour curriculum. That's where we're programming. Um, we're, we're taking that data information and then moving it into uh, the computer, exporting it into the tablet and onto the job. Awesome. And then uh, Total Station 3, you got any, uh, any teasers coming out for what that might be? So the TS1 and 2 are the basics. We could get you out there on a job with, with somebody who... Uh, a lead layout guy or something. That's my hope, right? Um, uh, the TS3 is going to be bringing in prints and, and actually doing some of the more admin things on that end uh, of the data collection and, and actually bringing over digital prints and using those and collecting points off of that. Awesome. And then you mentioned um, you have a, you said you hope that they'd, they'd be here. Do you have any uh, firsthand experiences from, from any apprentices or journeymen that have taken these classes and then are they using that on the drum site? <clears throat> Yes. So um, we had one gentleman. He was a first period apprentice. He'd just gotten into the apprenticeship. He was with us here in Mount Vernon for maybe six, eight months. But in that time, he jumped right into our classes, right? Into our continuing ed classes and was on fire with the, uh, with the total station. Did a lot of research on his own on the back end. And uh, it turned out the gal he was with at the time, he got married to her and she wanted to move back to L.A. And he hustled his own work in L.A., letting him know that he was total station prepped. And they gave him a job. The kid now drives a truck and runs layout, you know, and he's he can't be more than a third period apprentice right now. Wow. So um, that's a success. We have another gentleman that works for JTM that he has basically stepped into almost a lead position as a layout guy there. And you're talking, you know, third period apprentice again. So it's, uh, it's ambition, right? Just like any other career, the more you want to take on and do, um, it'll get you out there and get you playing. Um, and selling right now has a project coming up with Microsoft. They have 13 layout people on that for selling and they're looking for 13 more. Wow. Because there's 27 buildings in a, you know, 14 acre project, you know, it's going to be huge. So, there are, the request is coming in from the contractors. They want to use carpenters for layout um, because we have, we understand the progression of work. We understand how it all works. And if, you know, if you're not doing layout that day, they can always keep you in the tools and then come back and forth. 
it's just um, my experience in the field when we hired out survey there nobody was dedicated to your job so they would come over they'd hurry up shoot your points for that day and then they go off and do four five six seven eight other jobs and come back and not remember where they were or you know what I'm saying so the importance of having a guy on on site that can set up the instrument at any time and that needed and go out and help with some layout or fix or even quality check stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. If you're if you're interested, you can go on nwci.org, just log in and then and view the courses there and, and sign up there, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, most of our uh, continuing ed classes are uh, a quarter ahead, if you will, right? So next quarter's uh, signups are there. Um, get in, uh, sign up. If the class is full, I recommend getting on the waiting list. We have people for whatever reason over time or they can't make it. Um, so we always want those classes full. They're full right now, um, but get on that waiting list and then, you know, call maybe that Thursday or something and see where we're at or maybe just even show up on, on the day of the, the class. So yeah. awesome. Great. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you. The opinions and information expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of NWCI or its partners or affiliates.